0: Sister Solange, has the post not come from the village yet? It is still early, Reverend Mother, and Monsieur Moyon's horse was limping when he brought last week's letters. He might be late today. I pray le bon Dieu all is well with him. The abbess looked about the high-walled garden, seating herself on a low bench and smiling at the sunny morning. How warm it is for March! I confessed I thought we should not see spring this year. Yes— After the snows in February, Sister Solange shook her head. Do you remember last month, the terrible blizzard on Ninon's 18th birthday? What a storm that was! The abbess glanced across the gardens, to where Ninon was already hard at work, spading the soft earth and raking it into smooth furrows to receive the first seeds of spring, cabbage, and onions and peas.' "'There have been many storms in that young life I'll warrant,' she sighed. "'But for all her silent heart that she guards so well, she has become a fine young woman. "'I would I could persuade her to stay with us and take the vows. "'There is warmth and sympathy in her. "'I have often been moved at the wonder of God's mercies when I see her with the widows, "'broken in spirit and body, who come seeking sanctuary.' Nino ministers to them with a sweetness that would make the angels envious, and what a joy to watch her with the children from the village, an infinitely patient teacher. And yet, she's not a good Christian in her observances, reverend mother. She's often late for vespers, and comes to matins seldom. I know— In some ways, she has scarcely changed from the rebellious, guarded child that my cousin Monsieur de Froissart brought to us three years ago. Sister Solange laughed softly. I confess that I have always been surprised at Monsieur le Comte's generosity of spirit at that time. He is a charming man, of course, a good man, I hasten to assure you, but hardly a man to notice the wickedness of the world, nor to care. Forgive me, he is your cousin. No, you are quite right. I suspect that Philippe himself was astonished at his own impulsive rescue of the girl from her stepfather. But for our convent, and the haven it provided Ninon, Philippe would in all likelihood have sooner regretted his hasty action. Eh bien, I have not regretted it. I shall be sorry to see her leave some day. She possesses many talents that will make her life easier.' her fine intelligence, of course, and her musical skills. But her domestic training was not neglected. That is apparent. I am minded of the lace and white-work collar she fashioned for Monseigneur l'Eveque, my lord bishop, upon his last visit. Still, there is a strangeness about her that is difficult to fathom. Do you remember her fierce possessiveness with that cat of hers? How she would not even let others feed it? And yet, when the Vignot family sought refuge here from the plague last year, leaving Monsieur Vignot dead in the stricken village, Ninon gave her cat to the fatherless children without a moment's hesitation. Sister Solange frowned in bewilderment. The abbess nodded. There is a goodness in her she fears to show, a goodness she hides behind her silence and her reticent ways. I would she had been willing to tell me more of herself— She has been hurt by life, poor child. We have earned her trust, thanks be to God. But the abbess looked up, hearing the sudden creak of harness and tackle. Ah, is that not the sound of Monsieur Moyon's wagon? Mayhap there is a letter for my cousin today. He is an indifferent correspondent, despite my many letters to him— but I am surprised that he takes so little notice of my accounts of Ninon's progress as scholar and teacher, more especially as her deliverance was due to his own efforts. Oh, reverend mother, perhaps he does not wish to be accused of the sins of pride and vanity in God's eyes. The abbess laughed dryly. Philippe has never worn humility well— I would think rather that he is far too concerned with his own secular pleasures to give much thought to the girl. But let us wish Monsieur Moyon a good morrow.